Yeah, so you were saying about genitals? Oh, the, uh, the penis and then the balls and the perineum form a sort of a, a flesh bridge uh-huh. um, between the asshole and the, I guess, the end of the dick. I don't know. <laughs> Is that our cold open this week? <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. I like my name's Leo. Oh damn it! My name's Leo, and I like Star Trek. I'm Jack. I, I don't like Star Trek or really anything. Um, whew, that, we should. We got to stop doing that as a cold open. <laughs> I just feel like we've done the. The part some, about the part about some variation on, or on, the part where I trip over my own mouth. No, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, you looking like an asshole. I think is <laughs> it's kind of our brand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we've just done the the balls and penis cold open. Yeah, probably, probably enough times. I, I would venture to say that also we're not the only podcast <laughs> featuring two dudes that talks about balls a lot. Yeah. I mean. As I've said in my stand-up, it's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> if you had it, you would be talking about it, too. You can't expect us to not make jokes about this ridiculous bullshit hanging off the middle of my body. Yep. It is. It's, <laughs> it's a, so stupid. It's so dumb. Awful. Awful genitals. Yeah. Um, intelligent design my ass. <laughs> there is nothing intelligent about the design or function of this area. Yes. Anyway, this is a podcast about Star Trek and the Expanse. And balls. Did I ruin your morning this morning? Oh, uh, you you definitely tried. Um, I was just kind of tuning you out. Um, I had to go back and look at the first episode of the season that takes place on New Terra just because I wanted to, because we brought it up on the the show and I wanted to make sure that I was giving correct information. Well, and and the correction you made made it sound even dumber than the original dumb thing you thought it was, which... God yeah, damn. it it sucks. Um, it's unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> uh, I didn't even mention to you the fact that um, all of the characters, like all of the um, the 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 colonist characters in that book, uh, the the books spend a significant amount of time uh, introducing us to them mm-hmm. and letting you get to know them and their yeah. their various and, personalities. And they're all kind of more or less people trying to do their best. Some of them are more volatile than others but yeah you know. um and the uh the show has not introduced a single one of them by name uh by the by the end of the first episode and uh all it has done is just have them be like it's established that they are refugees um and uh and that they shot down a shuttle and um right well, oh. hey, what did they shoot down the shuttle with? It's, oh, it's crazy that refugees had the technology to shoot down a shuttle. It's not specifically uh, explained what they shot it down with, but uh, they definitely shot it down rather than blowing it up with mining explosives. Right. Well, and, so they and, had, and here's here's <clears throat> the thing that happens in the books is they didn't they didn't blow up the shuttle intentionally right. at all. What they were doing was uh, a process called sabotage, um, which is a a long and and noble. Um, anti-capital tradition of destroying the means of production. Mm-hmm. Going back to um, what was described in um, in one of the Star Trek movies, 
uh, as having having derived from. I'm the, go ahead and say it goes back further than that, <laughs> bud. <laughs> yeah, but there's a there, there's a common. Actually, I found out that this was not true. I had believed this forever, uh, as far as the the derivation of the word sabotage. It does come from the fr- French word sabot, um, and refers mm-hmm. to the the wooden clogs that they used to to wear. Um, but the the apocryphal story that I that I take I, I understand is not actually correct. Um, has to do with jamming their shoes into the gears to 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 break machinery. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, Maybe. And the the more historically supported version that I've now heard uh, has to do with using their shoes to make noise to disrupt the political process, like showing mm-hmm. up where the politicians are. Yeah, but that's just, not what sabotage is, though. No, sabotage is definitely breaking the machines. Yeah, it's breaking the machines. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, like the more like. The more you tell me about the show, the more it's like, well, this is like an explicitly like right wing revisionist no, telling of the story because like, well, like the 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 refugees are heavily armed and and are terrifying instead of like people trying to like to to you know seize control of the the land that they're on um, from away from the empire that's trying to take the land from them. And like, I would I would certainly not go so far as to say it is explicit. It's just lazy. Like that's all. Oh. I mean, that's the, yeah. That's I mean, the I guess with the show I guess if you're it's... in American culture and you're just lazy, you become a right wing. Like your cultural products just become right wing because that's the sort of lazy thing to do in America. Yeah. Are you, are you talking about Gun Girl? I'm talking about everything, baby. <laughs> she just she came up on Twitter recently. You mean ramen hair girl? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, she wasn't given press c- credentials for one of uh, the recent, uh, I don't know if it's a, a Mike Lindell thing or a Trump thing. Or Who whatever. fucking Who could, yeah, gives a shit about um, any of this? Yeah, <laughs> any of these it, people? <laughs> it sucks having to have part of my brain. Uh, you don't have to. Anyway. I've forgotten about <clears throat> Ramen Hair Girl until you brought her up just now. What's good, Jack? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> I saw I, I I I saw a funny movie. Oh yeah, which one? The Death of Stalin. Oh yeah, that's good. It's a very funny movie. Yeah, very funny. I need to watch it again. I I watched it once, like not long after it hit video on yeah. demand, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I can definitely to. watch that again. It was incredibly yeah. well acted. Uh, the guy whose name will never stick in my brain because apparently I have a fucking soviet brain ship but the guy that plays the head of secret police like is legitimately very sinister i'm gonna Um, gonna try and look it up while you're while you're talking yeah i don't it drives me insane that this guy's name will not stick in my brain because he is like the greatest villain of that era of the soviet union Uh, Uh, wait you're talking about the the actor or the um Yes, that actor is the greatest villain of 1930s and 40s soviet union you fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking dumb shit <laughs> I'm just just uh, death of Stalin on IMDB yeah yeah no, I'll, just, um, I'll just vamp I guess um, yeah um, but no I thought it was really I mean it's pretty much an apolitical movie it's just kind of a workplace comedy with insanely high stakes yeah which uh, I appreciate about it because yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a it's a very funny concept to turn into such a uh, just a a preposterous uh the guy that plays uh grand marshal zukov is absolute steen scene stealing chad um 
Let's see. Is it Malenkov? No, it's fucking... God damn it. Uh, oh, Khrushchev? Uh, no, Khrushchev's the good guy. Um, uh, let's see. This is embarrassing. Um, is it Young Man Snitch or Musician yes, Number it's Two? It's Young Man Snitch. I forgot about Minister Young Man Snitch. Beria. It's Beria. Beria. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's just this absolute sadistic monster um, that was like in Stalin's ear all the time and, you know, had an incredible alcohol tolerance and was responsible for like some of the most monstrous stuff that happened in the Soviet Union at that time. Sounds like a chill dude. No, 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 he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't. Okay. No. I must have misheard you. Oh, uh, I don't know how else I could explain this to you. <laughs> uh, I think it's because my brain is stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I have a good thing. I went rafting. Okay. Yeah. Where did you go rafting? Uh, Kabarton. Oh, cool. Yeah. How was rafting? Um, it was it was fun. That's a good stretch for we're we're gonna get uh, some Idaho content really quick here, listeners. For welcome to Idaho Corner. If every everybody who's not in Idaho, sorry, um, but uh, yeah, that's a good stretch for like getting having like some good water in it, but it doesn't require anybody to be hyper competent or mm-hmm. it's not you know there's not a whole lot of parts where you're like ah somebody could die on this yeah thing. I shouldn't be out here <laughs> yeah right. Um, I didn't I, I didn't realize because it, it that one dumps out at uh, Smith's Ferry and uh, I didn't real I, I don't know if I'd ever actually been in the river there at Smith's Smith's Ferry and I didn't realize how incredibly shallow the, the like where it widens oh yeah out it goes there. real wide and shallow yeah I mean those rivers don't have a ton of water in them yeah no yeah. I didn't I didn't realize they're how just, shallow they're it was, just but fast that's why there's all those canyons as soon as we got into it the river told me that it only dates tens and I was like wow you're you're a really shallow river. How long have you been sitting on that one? Since since Saturday. Jesus. <laughs> was it worth it? No. Yeah. It wasn't. I, I agree it was not. It also was not worth the sunburn that I got. It just, just did not really deliver anything. <laughs> no. It was bad, and I'm oh, sorry. God. I'm really not sorry either. That's the worst part. I feel awful. Um, do, you, do you know what, what we have to watch today? Is it Star Trek? Yeah, it's Star Trek, but you know which one? Is it a bad one? Uh, I don't remember, but it's the one that we accidentally watched like the first oh, 15 that's minutes right. of a couple weeks ago. I'll look back in my notes and see if I got anything that's worth salvaging. <laughs> well, I mean, we're just going to start at the beginning again. I know, but, you know, Past Jack was, it, it's it's sort of a, uh, whatever, Odysseus' ship situation where it's like, well, am I am I the same Right. Am I the same person that I was? I think it oh, the ship of Theseus. There we go. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, here we go. <laughs> this is <a> bad intro. <laughs> Best intro we've ever done. You're listening to Check. Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast about the expanse. Now back to your hosts, Jack Gunn and Neil Cardoza. I mean, some of the horror elements that they included here were honestly kind of okay. Yeah, no, it was a it was a good episode until it wasn't. Yeah, um, they kind of tried to do a The Shining kind yeah. of thing, and it and pretty competently, gotta yeah. say, like, two thirds. 
Two thirds, um, pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, possibly the stupidest <laughs> twist. Well, we'll get we'll get yeah. We'll okay. Get there. So the the, you, the ship you, has found. Do you uh, want to pull up the synopsis so yeah. we can kind of? Uh, so the the ship has found um, a uh, a ship that was missing, uh, and everybody's yes. dead on the ship. They're they're rimming a binary system. Yeah, as uh, the episode opens up with them uh, rimming a binary system. Yeah, I made sure to note that. Yeah, he did say rimming, or he said like crossing the. Rim, but yeah, it that was. He's entering the rim of a binary system. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's... Weird, weird word choices. Or is it? I mean... Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they find a ghost ship. Um, they, so, they, yeah, the, the build towards the, you know, everybody uh, losing their minds thing... Um, was pretty good. They used the tension. They actually, you know, used yeah. a slow development of plot pretty yes. well. Uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, I do want to make a note of they find this ghost ship. They immediately ask Troy, like, "Do you feel, can you see sense if anybody's alive on there?" She's like, "Kind of, but not really. I don't know." And then, and then uh, uh, Picard's like, "Number number two or whatever number one uh assemble your away team and Riker like calls a bunch of guys and then troy's like commander i need to come too <laughs> and i'm pretty sure she said that before <laughs> i did that's my that's 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 my lowbrow joke for i mean let's be honest not my only one but I'm, that's the lowbrow joke for the intro of the episode i'm sure that this has occurred to plenty of people before it's probably occurred to us before but i don't know why it, it jumped to my mind that god it has to be fucking boring to be anybody who is not bridge crew on this ship oh my god uh and this episode actually included a bunch of uh um, yeah there's a bunch of like proletarian types yeah like, that just do uh, like turn the wrench somewhere but yeah, or so, whatever. yeah so a bunch of yeah. a bunch of dudes who actually have like more than one line um and uh but yeah, I was just thinking about because you know that's the standard away team is just the four or five people off the bridge, and occasionally if somebody needs to die, another guy, right, and that's it. Which we've all, which I mean, I've said a million times, but it makes no fucking sense. Like, why are you sending only the yeah like, your top officers to go? Like the people that are trained to do other jobs, yeah, not to go check out dangerous situations, yeah. You should have people that are just trained to do that. Um, anyway, but yeah, so they it's a go stupid show. They go over uh, the ship, and everybody's dead except for one Betazoid guy who's real, who's real sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it's another one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I got to rag on the writers at least a little bit because tr- um, uh, Crusher is like, okay, well, the, you know, we've done everybody's blood work, and we can't find anything that would explain their behavior, like. You guys have experienced mind-altering, undetectable mm-hmm. toxins before. Mm-hmm. Like that time y'all all fucked. Yeah, for you instance. You couldn't detect that. And also, like, this is basically, like, they kind of put a dash. One of the biggest bitches I have about this is, like, what if they just made it so nobody could really sleep? Which is functionally what they did, but they... Yeah. Put a gloss over of like, well, if we can't dream, it's not really, we we don't get the 
blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're just not getting restorative sleep. Like, you're not actually sleeping. Yeah. Just say that. Just And, like, they do it with, like, the makeup and stuff. Yeah. Like, everybody makeup looks like did shit a, by yeah, the end. Yeah, they did a good job. Everybody looks like they haven't slept in a long time, which... Yeah. Mood. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, just, just make it that. Like, make it explicitly, like, no one can actually go to sleep except for Troy. And... It's driving everybody insane. Yeah. That's a horror, horrific situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're, the, so speaking of horror, like a couple of the horror elements that they throw in here, which again, like they, a really good job of, of tapping into some uh, psychological horror uh, concepts. You've got the, you've got Picard dealing with like his, his loss of, of cognitive function. Mm-hmm. You've got Worf dealing with his inability to, to fight basically. Mm-hmm. And feeling, you have, you have O'Brien giving into his Irish heritage and sc- yelling at his wife for man. no reason and then going to the bar and then getting in a fight at the bar. Man, <laughs> <laughs> just, just absolutely pivoting to pure ball gape. I'm allowed to say it. I'm Scottish. <laughs> just, <laughs> God damn. And that's like, that's, that's basically all O'Brien does in the episode. Yes. We cut to a scene of him angrily pacing in his, in, in his and Keiko's ap- apartment. And he accuses her of cheating. And then he storms out and goes to the bar. And then he almost gets into a fight with a guy who he does get into a fight with later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, absolutely going back to, I mean, if they had to like, if they had to do somebody going back to like their racial stereotype, I'm glad they did it to him instead of, yeah. you know. Yeah, every, anybody else. definitely had other directions they could have taken that, and that's all I'm saying about that. Anyway. Um, I, I I noted that when uh, we got to see the video uh, of the, the other ship's captain um, like explaining why she was going insane. Uh-huh. Uh, and man, I, I hope craft services brought extra scenery because she ate it all up. <laughs> Yeah, I got her. Got her. Got her. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was like it was like if I was tasked with like, hey, just record a video that looks like you haven't slept for a while. Yeah, I, because I don't know how to act. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it was it, it was pretty funny. Um, the other thing that I think is very very funny and very much an artifact of like the time when this was produced is the. Sp- <laughs> I'll call it special effects of Troy <laughs> right. in her dreams. <laughs> I mean, it it is technically the literal defi- definition of special effects. <laughs> yeah, but it's also kind of special like some Olympics. <laughs> it's backlit effects. Backlit <laughs> effects. <laughs> Yeah, because it's just like her in a... Uh, it's uh, One of the things I think is funny about it is that we're like... Going back to the expanse, as we always do, the zero G rigs that they have now have multiple attachment points, so that you don't, so that it doesn't look like you're just being supported from the waist. Mm-hmm. And the zero G rigs that are like in all of the Superman movies, and yeah. like yeah. anything, everybody that just looks like they're being hoisted by a belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> so she's just flying through some green clouds and trying to talk to aliens. Yeah, somebody's just picking her up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, the 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 dream scenes, I don't know. I mean, like I know this isn't on purpose, but like I think you could make a dream sequence now if you were trying to make this episode now and you wanted to make the dream scenes like sort of dreamlike and unreal and sort of jarring. 
you would probably still make that choice just because now people expect things to look better than that. Right. And like, if you made something look kind of like shitty, <laughs> it would be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, I don't think that I'm not saying they did that on purpose in this one. No, but that like, was the best they could do. Yeah. They were doing their best. Um, God bless them. My, my biggest bitch, um, from, uh, about let's call it the, the first like two thirds. Yeah. When, you know, the first two acts. Yeah. Let's say. Generally, generally the episode's going along pretty well, but they completely tip their hand about this. The whole, eyes in the darkness thing like they keep repeating that but they they throw that in really early mm-hmm. and the, and you even see a shot no, of they like also these say, two glowing uh, lights they also say something about like one moon yeah but that ta- that that at least even though it's stupid the way that now, it's resolved clock, clock that because it it is in reference to maybe the most unscientific thing I've ever seen yeah. on this sci-fi show. Right. You're right. Including all the episodes where they're running to gods and go to like magic parts of the galaxy. <laughs> but what drove me nuts about this is that they're like they're trying to build this, you know, uh, build suspense, and they and and they eventually figure it out, obviously. Um, but the two eyes in the, in the dark, the darkness thing, I'm just like, that's the, they're around a it's binary. A binary yeah, it's, it's a binary. It's a binary star. It's, t- it's two stars. Yeah. It's two stars. And then there's, it's dark around them because of space. Yeah. Cause it's space. Yeah. We, yeah. we cracked the case. That was a, that was a bad job of, uh, right. Like, yeah, that, that, that just kept annoying me every time it came on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody fucking starts hallucinating. Um. Yeah. Again, makeup department. Good job. Everybody looks like shit. Hey, hang on. Uh. Uh. Honey, I'm Holmes because I just cracked the case. <laughs> Is that anything? No. <laughs> no. Fine. That's, that's <laughs> at least as bad as my joke from earlier. You laughed at that. Though. <laughs> okay. Fine. It's better than my <laughs> joke from earlier. Um. Yeah, and they and you know, I mean, like I noted that. So they start figuring out that something's going wrong. And they try to leave. The ship won't go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, as, as far as like the actions of the crew, like yeah, pretty no, pretty I, logical I, course I like, of events. I like the first two acts of this of them just co- sort of being like, well, we don't know what's going on, and then like as you get more and more sleep deprived, you get less and less good at doing thing. Yeah, saying word. Yeah. And I they, know, I know about that. They do a good job of portraying that, and people just like kind of forgetting what they're doing, and or, or like getting nervous and having like weird sort of paranoid fantasies, or you know having like being very psychologically vulnerable to like whatever their psychological pinch point is, and all that. And but I, I did want to note that everybody's bed that is shown looks like shit. Um, everybody's sheets are way too shiny. Everybody's, sleep, everybody's sleeping on trash bags. I don't like that at all. It's another, one, another one of the uh, like artifacts of, I think it, it happens pretty often in this show, but I feel like sci-fi from, from any era, one yeah, of the immediate yeah, yeah. go-tos is like, well, how do we make this look more futury? Yeah, it's uh, something we've be talked shinier. about before, and there's, yeah. a, there's a term for it, and I can't remember... That I heard on, uh, I think on, well, there's your problem about like how, like there's an actual word for like just adding bumps and gizmos and shit onto things to make it look futuristic. Yeah. Um, Most notably in the original Star Wars trilogy where like, why do all the spaceships have just all kinds of shit sticking off the hull? Like that's, that 
can't possibly be good design. Um, but anyway, yeah, they do a ton of that, like more interiorly. Like that's kind of the difference between the, like the Star Wars and Star Trek aesthetic is like, like the interior of the Millennium Falcon just looks kind of like a shitty bachelor guy's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like, yeah, that's what that ship would look like. Yeah. And then well, the outside has a bunch of shit stuck on it. And then like the opposite is like, yeah, the, the Enterprise is like pretty smooth and, and actually probably well designed on the outside. And then the inside has like giant chairs made out of medicine <laughs> balls and like <laughs> just real shiny blankets. Like just incredibly shiny blankets because why you want your you want your blankets to be shiny. Yeah, because I mean, I did briefly entertain the concept of like uh, what we call the space blanket um, that it you know right. could be made out of some material that's better at reflecting body heat and something something. But I mean, you're on a spaceship with life support. Yeah, yep. yeah. No other, nothing else in this show tracks with the idea that you would need that. Yeah, I mean, well, well yeah, it was something that Dylan brought up on our last episode was like. They are not using space efficiently on this ship, no, at all. No. Which means there's no need you you don't need to be sleeping under a fucking mylar blanket. Yeah, like that certainly wouldn't be the first thing you would do before you started moving desks closer together, or like having you know a more enclosed space. Or, yeah, that, or that's what I mean. Yeah, um, um yeah, having like yeah. A, a sleeping pod that. You know, maybe it has like some sort of uh, like vacuum safety protocols. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like they talk about that on the Expanse constantly about how you know if you're concerned about the condition of your ship, you're sleeping in a in uh, in an emergency suit. And uh, I mean, you know, we, we it's generally given that uh, the technology is is advanced far enough. Uh, that there's never or almost never, unless it's convenient to the plot, going to be a situation where the ship gets open to vacuum. Right. They've got the the force fields and the, all the other stuff, and you know the ship the the technology is sufficiently advanced that just the idea of, of the ship getting a hole poked in it that uh, opens it to vacuum that's just not a thing. Right. Anyway, but yeah, it, that, that to that point, they don't need to have shiny blankets. No. Apparently, it's a an aesthetic choice, which is like that's worse. Well, they're not wearing anything else shiny. It's true. Like if they were into shiny stuff, they'd be wearing shiny pants. I mean, or whatever. I feel a fair amount of the fashion that's showcased over the course of the series uh, does have like more shiny stuff involved. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's above the above the shininess baseline of the you know of the current era of the current era mm-hmm. uh, or of the um, the. Uh, the rest of the like the military garments. So the only thing the only thing shiny you really see on the military garments is on their dress robes. Sure, I don't know though. Like just shiny sheets seems like <laughs> just doesn't seem comfortable. I'm anti. Yeah, don't like shiny. Yeah, like sheets. even if it's as soft as it is is all the shit that I have now, I think I would perceive it as less soft just because it's shiny. Which you know, shiny shine you associate with metal and glass, uh, two notoriously hard substances or wet things. Mm. Yeah, that's the other thing. The shiny is wet things. Which, yeah, nope. They got a there's there's a reason that wet blanket is a a thing you call a guy you don't like. <laughs> oh, that's what they were saying. When they, uh, 
I'm just kidding. No one's ever called me that. I don't think to any, my face. I don't think anybody's ever. Well, I'm sure at some point in history. Anyway, uh, yeah. So they. Fi- so the the, the uh, my other big bitch about the the course of events and and this is just that uh, they don't immediately put everybody into a medically induced coma and just let data fix it. Yes, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I I was more thinking about. I got into a, a sort of a data labor law debate right. with myself because it's like, like why does anybody else do shift work when data could just always be on? Mm-hmm. Like data doesn't have the sort of like innovativeness and creativity to be the captain, but he could always be the officer in charge. Yeah, always. Uh, or I mean, always never- be the pilot. Yep. There's no He re- could just always be on the bridge, but then it's like, well, we've established that Data is a guy. That's not how you treat a guy. True. Uh, I mean, that's how... But he also... I mean, Data doesn't need rest. Right. That's that's established. So... But he needs... I mean, it would, he it needs should be free up to time, him. Right. He needs, he needs free time. It's, so, it's and the sort of thing that I was like, kind of like, ah... Yeah. yeah. But he could work 18 hours a day and this have... I mean, yeah, he can also accomplish a lot more uh, exploring his interests in the amount of time, free time that he has than a than a normal human can. Yeah, that's a good point, too. He could just, yeah, like he could read all the books. And, like if he had six hours a day of free time, he could read every book. Yeah. Which why he hasn't read all the books yet is... Yeah, I mean we've talked about that too. It hasn't come up in a while. Now, so maybe they, now, maybe they, at this point in the in the continuum of the show, now he's read all the books. Yeah, whoever's doing the writing now is decided that like the whole thing of like him not knowing aphorisms is like it's been played a, out at least. Yeah, I mean it was always stupid, but like they haven't done that for a while, which is really nice. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Doesn't come off uh, nearly as often because yeah. it was like a fucking once an episode thing. For, oh yeah, for a while, big time. Um, just to be like, do you remember this guy's a robot? And it's like, yeah, he's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> do you know guys that we, look like that? We know. <laughs> we know. He has like Lego man hair and he's yellow. Got it. He's the outsider. We've got it. He's a robot guy. Cool. Um, yeah. So they, they get to the point where, uh, they, so the, uh, that scene in with, uh, with Crusher in the morgue, um, yeah, they're like does a genuinely yeah, like, a pretty fucking good horror scene. No, like I said, it's very like Kubrickian, yeah. You know? And like it's not obviously not on that level, but it's yeah, you know, they're taking a swing, yeah. And like it's not incompetent, no, as far as direction goes. Yeah, I mean they it's workmanlike, but yeah. like they don't fuck it up. Yeah, there's no at no point do they try to like make you scared, and instead I just started laughing, <laughs> you know. Do you want to talk about the thing that made you throw your, your yeah? So I, on the did, floor? I was going to say, do you want to get into the third act where <laughs> yeah. where this? So far, I think we've been pretty complimentary of this episode. Yeah, um, so time for it to all fall apart. Yeah, so uh, up through this point, we've had Troy wrestling with trying to get information, having these weird dreams, and trying to get information from the um, the catatonic Betazoid from uh, from on the other ship. Um, and then they suddenly figure out that she's in contact with aliens who are somehow on the other side of this rift thing. Uh So, okay. And they come up with the idea that they need to create... So they're in like an energy rift where like their engines won't work. 
Yeah. The, whatever. We're ignoring the physics of that because we're about to get to a much dumber thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they need a big explosion to get out of the rift, and they can't get a big enough one, and then they're in contact with aliens that are also stuck in the rift, and their attempt to contact them is making it so no one can sleep um, except for Troy, and they're trying to talk to Troy in her dreams. And they figure out that the aliens have already had the idea that they have just had, whereby they take some chemicals that they have Mm -hmm. and put them together with chemicals that the aliens have, and it makes a big go boom. Uh And... What are, what's the chemical the aliens are missing, Leo? It's one moon circling. It's the most common element in the universe. It's, it's, the most it's not only the most common element in the universe, it's every other atom in the universe is a rounding error compared to how common hydrogen is. Yeah, but they didn't have any. No, why? why how? That's... They ran out. It, what are the, What is their ship made of? What are they made of? They forgot to. They go, don't have any water. They forgot to go to the hydrogen gas station before they. They don't have any water on their ship. They forgot to go to the hydrogen gas station. They don't have a way to. <sighs> they're not hydrogen based. They're selenium based. That's not. Okay, they could be selenium based, but they would still require hydrogen to to do the bonds for organic chemistry to happen. <laughs> Fucking, it's so stupid. It is. Yeah, it really it really shits the. You bed could easily on- say a hundred percent of the observable universe is made of hydrogen, and you would only be barely wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> It's really frustrating that nobody bothered to just science a little bit. Because the whole reason they did that was because it was like it was all anchored around this thing that like this idea that Troy is trying to communicate through her dreams and she's got to send them a simple message. No, I can tell you exactly what happened is like they were trying to send a simple message and it it came across as one moon circling and somebody thought, well, wouldn't that be cool if, like, you were describing a hydrogen atom as one moon circling? And then they wrote an episode around that stupid fucking idea. Yeah, basically. Like, like oh, we need hydrogen. You're a spacefaring race. Get it literally fucking anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just anywhere at all. Every <laughs> place that has anything else has, has, has hydrogen. It's mostly hydrogen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the... And especially, like, more so out in space, actually. Like, planets are the places that aren't hydrogen. (laughs) Like, just just stick a bucket. (laughs) Like, just... Open the window. Yes! (laughs) Fuck, it's so stupid. god anyway. but anyway they they uh they use the uh busting collectors um <laughs> on the enterprise to bust hydrogen all over the place yep they're just spraying well, and spraying also, ropes also, of hydrogen into space also even the show understands how stupid it is because the enterprise just basically opens a ramjet 
this suck in hydrogen that's coming through yeah the, the ambient space medium and then shoots it at this these fucking moron aliens who somehow have some kind of like telepathic sleep deprivation field but don't know where to get any hydrogen <laughs> Where could it be? <laughs> Certainly not in the chemical structure of everything around the, on this entire spaceship and us and all of our water and just just the thing that's hitting our force fields constantly as we travel through space. God damn it. There's only one problem. We need hydrogen to make this work. Where are we going to get hydrogen? Everywhere. No, no, no. What if we what if we trapped ships and and invaded their sleep cycles? Well, they're not the ones trapping them. It's still the it's still no, the right, right, right. The rift that's trapping them. No, you're right. Like what So, yeah, okay. So what if what if we invaded the the sleep cycles of these other ships that have been trapped and we we asked them for hydrogen in a really cryptic way and and hoped that eventually God, i was just going to try and make an excuse for the writing and i can't even do it because even even if the other ship where it's trapped and because of the circumstances surrounding how it's trapped like it can't harvest hydrogen from the surrounding space because of the way in which it's trapped. Even then they would have had to come into the situation with no hydrogen available in their ship at all. Yep. No. Which means they don't have any water on their ship. Wheel. Well, I mean, maybe they, um, maybe they're just like a party ship that just drinks beer. Do you know what, Well, this is going to be the last episode of this podcast. Waters for pussies, Jack. There's hydrogen and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to waste good alcohol. Oh, my God. All right. That's okay. Jack's, Jack's in physical pain now. I It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I didn't think I would ever see a sci-fi property where the the conflict of the plot was that they didn't they couldn't find any hydrogen. It's all right. I got something that's going to make it better for you. Ass dick titties head. 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 Star Trek sucks. When you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks.